Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen. Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily, most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily, thoughts and comedy from Broadway superfans. From Broadway superfans. We're here in the Marriott Marquis lobby yes. with Andrea Burns. Yay. Hi, thanks I'm so for glad being to be here. here. I love you guys. I'm excited. <laughs> We love you. Yeah, we love you. You're amazing. Love on your feet. Oh, gosh. We loved it so much. So glad. And we love being here at the Marriott because I feel like as a theater fan, you spend a lot of time here. Like, like I remember when I started meeting theater fans when I first moved here and somebody was like, if you need a place to go to the bathroom, go to the Marriott. And I was like, oh, eighth floor. Exactly right. And that's been true for a long time because when I first moved to New York and would audition all the time, I was here with my bestie from Miami, Katie Finneran. We went to high school together. Fantastic. And we were here at the same time and we would meet, we would audition at Actors' Equity and we actually, um, you may or may not have heard this story, but we had the perfect musical theater audition dress and neither of us really could afford to, we split it. And so I think I saw both of your we saw both of your shows, shows and yes, one Katie's of you. Mentioned <laughs> yes. so yeah, so we used to meet here sometimes to switch to That's switch out so the dress. Great. But this was an amazing safe haven to be mm. when you had you know signed up at six in the morning and you weren't oh, going to yeah. sing until yeah. eight or whatever. <laughs> and uh, you'd come and rest, go to the bathroom, put your makeup on on the yeah. eighth floor. So I know it well. That's great. It's it. like a homecoming. It, yeah, it, I, I imagine it's so much nicer too than like all. All of those rehearsal studio bathrooms. Mm. Yeah, that are so are like, crowded and yeah. everyone's just trying to get in there and yeah. Yeah. a little lip gloss on. It's yeah. just more civilized. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Before we get too far into it, we have 10 questions that we ask everyone who comes on our podcast. Oh gosh, fun. So let's get started. Do you know Beth Level? Yes, I do. Is this like a six degrees of Beth Level thing? We just, we love, just Beth love Beth Level. Level. I love Beth Level. She's, She's our mascot of sorts. We love her so much. Okay, I love you guys even more <laughs> because you love her so much. This is where She's I first so saw Beth Level. That's right. That's right, Jazzy. No, Chabron this isn't the first place right. I saw. Jazzy. I saw her in 42nd Street. Oh, oh that's right. It's incredible. Amazing. And you didn't even realize it. was the first I show her. I ever saw. Wow. I saw her in Crazy for You. She was fantastic in that too. I've been a longtime fan. And we have worked together on readings and stuff and we're we're friends yeah. she's the best yes i agree <gasps> I love, that's the first question <laughs> yes i know and love beth level next what show do you most want revived oh my gosh such a good question uh you know I could always stand another Sweeney Todd or Sunday mm. the Park with George. I mean, I'll never yeah. get enough. Uh, you know, they've had kind of recent revivals. Um, but I'm also really excited about new musicals. Like, mm. I love revivals, but come on, it's so exciting that yeah. there's yeah. so much original stuff Definitely. happening. So mm-hmm. This yeah. season, tons. Yeah. Tons. It's awesome. Yeah. It is awesome. Yeah. Have you ever fallen asleep on stage while pretending to be asleep or dead on stage? That's such a good question. No. Because I've never had to be... Well, that's not true. I did do a regional production of Evita, ah. where you're in the coffin, kind of at, oh, the, end, yeah. at the end, but... Yeah, no, that hasn't happened to me. That's good. good. But um, I sing to somebody, you know, I sing to Gloria in the hospital. Oh, right. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's a spoiler or whatever. <laughs> well, we all know her life. It's her life. And, uh, you know, I often wonder if she's... She's, she's dozing off. Just, she's dozing. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Oh, a break. Yeah. Take a rest, girl. Yeah, <laughs> she's working hard in this show. What's your favorite Broadway house? <sighs> wow, that's really good. Um... I love the Richard Rogers. Mm. It's a good I love being there and in the Heights. I just feel like it's big, but it feels intimate. Yeah. Mm. Um, I did love it. Although yesterday I, I sang at uh, Gypsy of the Year at the New Amsterdam and that's a really thrilling house to play. It's I felt like so I was at Carnegie sure. Home. Yeah. So that was pretty exciting. Yeah. Too. yeah. Uh, how old is your headshot? Oh my gosh. Not that old guys. Right. I got a new one in April. So nice. I'm so happy. Yes. It's less than a year. Yes. Fantastic. It's fresh. She's fresh. <laughs> Do you read reviews? That's a good question. Usually, no. 
until I feel the, you know, around me until it gets to be unbearable around me. Either oh, people sure. are saying to me, have you read? Have you read? <laughs> yeah. Or they're not saying anything yeah. and they're kind of avoiding <laughs> eye contact. So <laughs> if it becomes unbearable, I actually, I don't like to because even, even in good moments, like it sort of robs you of your onstage storytelling, mm-hmm. you know, and in the end you want it to be good and you're excited about that. But, you know, there's no reason to carry that person's opinion with you right. on stage totally. night after night. So, yeah. um, usually now. Yeah. What is the show you've seen the most times? Once on this Island. <gasps> How many times Five did you times see on it? this oh, Island? Maybe. Uh, I, maybe more than that. It was like my go-to when I first moved to New yeah. York. Mm, I've had a rough day. I'll just go standing room at Once on this Island. <gasps> yes. So, so actually, I don't even that. know if I was, I mean, I must have been yeah. more than that. But oh, That's wonderful. I it was never once. Uh, it was many times on this island and I loved it. Yeah. It just brought me great joy. I love, love, love that show. That's a show that, that I want revived. Yeah, Definitely. Except those just that cast is so perfect oh, in my sure, mind. Oh, sure, yeah. That really cast hard. recording yeah. is just... The Paper Mill production a few years ago was, was really nice. good. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But did you see that... Um, now it's more than a few years ago, maybe even before your time here, right after September 11th, they did a revival concert of oh, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't the Winter here, Garden. Yeah. Um, that was, I think it's on YouTube actually, yeah. but it was like oh, one of the most mind blowing, amazing mm, events to have attended. So yeah. awesome. I wept like I was Jealous. at a Beatles Pink. concert. <laughs> Seeing Once on the Island, hanging out with Katie Finneran. I mean, what's your life? <laughs> My life is fabulous. Cool. <laughs> Who would you fangirl over? Oh my God. You know, I'm fangirling or I'm fangirling over somebody I have come up in this business with, but I went to the revival of, no, not the revival, strike that, <laughs> to the rehearsal of Prince of Broadway oh, cool. before I went to Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And Emily Skinner is everything, you guys. <gasps> uh, yes. She is everything. And we're friends. She's been at my table for Thanksgiving. She's a wonderful person. But honestly, I almost, it's like a whole other experience watching mm. her. I'm just so blown away by her gifts and her talent. And I do, I, I turn into a fangirl. I feel like <laughs> yeah. we don't even know each other um, when she does what she does. And, and you know, if it comes, when and if it comes to <sighs> Broadway, you cannot so. miss her in it. Oh, it's no yeah. maybe the best work she's ever done. And I think she's always amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been wait. salivating over. I'm like following so many of those I cast know. members I over there. Amazing. But seriously, you guys oh, like Emily's ridiculous. Yes. Oh. Oh, I'm so excited. I want to see it. Fly me to Japan, somebody. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like over oh, now. <laughs> They're done. <laughs> what was your best and or worst survival job? Oh, my God. Telemarketing mm. is pretty awful. I was selling magazine subscriptions to Crane's New York business. Oh, no, that's not even a fun to, magazine. It's not a fun magazine. <laughs> you know they're hanging up on you, and you're like, you're right. Yeah. I'm bothering you during dinner. This is awful. <laughs> so I hated it, but it was, you know, it was a job. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Last question. If you had comps and a time machine, what would you see? <gasps> oh, my God. I mean, I'd go like old school. I'd want to see like Angela Lansbury and Mame. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to see that. You know, I'd want to see Ethel Merman and Gypsy. Mm. Um, yeah, like the, the, I'd like to see Liza and Flora the Red Menace. Like, <gasps> that would be awesome. Right? Yeah, like just that's those a good groundbreaking, one. amazing things that put these people on the map for the very first time. Yeah. Can you imagine like Carol Channing's first Hello oh Dolly? God. Like what was that oh, like? Was like why the, was yeah. it the most um, or or yeah. um, Barbara Streisand's funny girl. Yes. Oh, yes. Or like that one night that Liza went on in Cabaret. Wasn't it Cabaret? Was two what weeks. was it? Oh. But the audience didn't know. Right, 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 right. Yeah, like Gwen Burden was out or like there was some weird situation and like Liza was like the random Everybody they were like, Go, like, get in special here. Special announcement. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You're not gonna be seeing Gwen Verdon. Everybody's like, Oh, you're gonna be seeing Liza. That is incredible. <laughs> yeah, I would have loved to see Gwen and Cheetah and yeah. that. Oh, mm-hmm. Um yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of other things. Yeah. And also, well, number one would be um Seeing Len Carey and Angela and Lansbury and Sweeney Todd. Yeah. I grew up with that video of the touring mm-hmm. production, George Hearn, amazing. Mm-hmm. But I really wish I had seen Len. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe that would be number one. Mm. Good ones. Well, you mentioned the uh, Once on This Island reunion concert. Yes. And we happened to be at the In the Heights reunion concert. What was that like? Because from the audience, it was 
bananas. Bananas. But like amazing, obviously. It was pretty bananas for us, but maybe one of the most joyful evenings maybe of my life. And not only because there were so many fans, obviously, there who loved it, but we were such a tight company. We loved doing it together. And when we all started, we knew we had something special, but Mm -hmm. the world didn't. And we had bonded in that vulnerable way of like, what if they don't like it? We love it so much. So to be able to come back like the five years later and stand there and hear the people just screaming and loving it. Uh, Plus it was such a family reunion Mm. for us. I think it had been like two years since everybody had seen each other Mm -hmm. and uh, it was just fantastic. Yeah. Just could stand there and celebrate Uh, each other. So much fun. It was such a fun night. And when you sing a song that, you know, like everybody knows, Yeah, Yeah. it's just such a, such a blast. Was it like, you felt like a pop star maybe for one night? Because that's what it felt like. That's what it felt like. That's what it felt like. Singing along and I feel like like I say that a lot. I'm like, it felt like a rock concert and only now I'm realizing I've never been to a rock concert. <laughs> I know. We always say rock star, right? We're such a yeah. rock star. Yeah. Like, who's that rock star? I mean, I've been about? to many pop concerts yes. and it definitely had that like vibe. Like the only um, just pop everyone's person like, oh I've seen God. is Cher. Christina Aguilera. Right. Oh my God. It was such a fun night though. I'm so glad <sighs> you were there. That was yeah. It was night. so cool. Mm-hmm. In that beautiful theater. Yeah. Yeah. What's it called? United Palace. That's what I thought. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So gorgeous. Can we talk about the parade tour and just tell us how amazing it was? We love parade. And also we love that you can be cast as any type. Thank you. Because you can play anybody, literally. Thank you very much. (laughs) I'm I'm very lucky. I love being the character lady that I am. (laughs) And um, yeah, I I, parade was definitely a high point Mm. in my life. Mm. And um, and you all know that I went to camp, summer camp with Jason Robert Brown, right? Yeah. So we we went to French 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 right? I worked at Stage Door. All right. (laughs) I've never been to camp. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Wait, and didn't Jason come on the tour with you guys and conducted? So you have to picture like we knew each other when we were like 11 and 12 Ugh. we performed together and then cut to touring the country That's in his so musical cool. mm-hmm. where he's at the podium and i'm yeah. singing i mean it was unreal That's amazing well unreal. and you had done songs for new world yes together mm-hmm. also yes. we Which, did that together i don't think until i saw your cabaret when you started singing that i hadn't realized that that was the voice i was listening mm. to let me ask you this, as theater followers, fans, historians that you are, this is something that I get a lot. So mm-hmm. why do you think that is? Because when I used to mm. get albums, like I knew every single name sure. on the album. But of course, now that we're listening to everything digitally, right. I, I get that a lot. People mm-hmm. go, wait a minute. I didn't know I it was you. Songs so- for New World, I know I can say because I didn't own the album. My roommate in college had it. Uh-huh. So right. people were passing and around And she them. had a ton of them. And I, you know, there'd be things like that where we would, she would put on Aida and I would be like, is this Roger from Rent? <laughs> right, right. You know, because right. like that, that was, I didn't know Adam Pascal's right, name right. at that time. Right. I think I okay. have a lot of cast recordings that like I got at the library and stuff like that and not like a lot of the times it just says like various artists and so sometimes the information yeah, isn't yeah, there that's true. especially right. like if you, you library CDs sometimes the information's not there but yeah I feel like I have a lot of albums in my iTunes that say like original cast and stuff yeah, like right. that so maybe that's why that's interesting mm. to me yeah. I mean now it's entirely different because we're seeing the shows before we hear the albums. Right, right of course. You know? Right. It's different now. Yeah. I still, like, I think I still have those moments sometimes though, where I will connect. Oh, that cast recording I listened to such a long time ago. Now I'm seeing that person. Yeah, like, right. definitely. When you, yeah. Sometimes somebody's voice is like, yeah, yeah. Cool. Let's talk more about parade. Okay. So Let's talk about parade. Cause love I love parade it. It is so amazing. much. How long was the tour? Uh, not long. I think it was four or five months. Cool. Mm. Um, did you, what was the audience reactions like throughout like the country? Well, we had an incredible experience because we opened in Atlanta. Oh wow! That was my question. <gasps> yeah. Oh my gosh, which was um, exciting and scary. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, because there, as um, you know, Alfred Urie's from there, and he was with us, and he was unbelievably amazing and taking us to uh, museums and 
and sites that some of the stuff was inspired by. And we went to Mary Fagan's grave oh, wow. in Marietta. And, you know, there's still dolls and flowers there, mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, replenished regularly. Yeah. Um, and so that was a really daunting mm. thing to think about. Um, but uh, I remember David Pitu, who was excellent mm-hmm. as Leo Frank, also being a little nervous about yeah. getting out there. But I remember during the curtain call, he was like, they're either going to like love us or shoot us <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, because of what the, oh gosh, the history, but also the the stories that people were brought up with yeah. were. And um, what ended up happening in Atlanta, which was incredible, was people really responded to the show. And then at the stage door, it became this kind of confusion professional where people in the audience who loved the show Mm -hmm. and connected to the story would come and talk to us and in a way need absolution, like need forgiveness for the fact that they were told, uh, if you don't behave, Leo Frank is going to come get you in the night. And so they grew up their whole lives thinking Leo Frank was like the boogeyman and they'd be crying and say, I just didn't know. So, it is That's interesting. Wow. That's crazy. crazy. Really and you interesting. you're so humbled and you're thinking, my God, you know, wherever the Franks are, like, here I am just standing in the shoes, like, getting all of that. Yeah. Getting all yeah. of that from people that, um, you know, I'm, they, I don't think in their wildest dreams they would have imagined. Yeah. That um, is so interesting. Yeah, it was very powerful. Oh, it's very such powerful. an important show. Oh. It is. It is. That's it, like my number one dream revival, I think. Oh, my gosh. Mm. It is so good. Oh, and show. can I tell you something funny? Um, my son went to French Woods for the first time this summer. <gasps> oh, He's fantastic. 11. And for me, when I went there at 11, I remember, like, the oldest kids did Sweeney Todd. Mm-hmm. And that was... I mean, it was done by whatever, 16 year old. Yeah. I thought it was like the greatest thing I'd ever seen in my life and changed my life. <laughs> and what's so funny is because of course, you know, Jason's like uncle Jason, you know, to him, but mm. he didn't know parade. And he wrote me and said, Oh my God, this was one of the most electrifying nights in <gasps> theater. I cannot, I, I can't wrap my mind around what an incredible, uh, night this, what like parade was that oh, show. That's amazing. That so cool. Isn't that amazing? Uh, and it's also interesting how, you know, it can be kids doing it at camp. Yeah. yeah. And, but the kind of people that it hits, you know, you're either, yeah. you're, you're in the parade camp or you're not. Right. Yeah. right? And we yeah. are all, you know, most yeah. definitely in that camp. And, and, yeah. and the story goes on. My kid yeah. too. <gasps> what shows did you do when you were at Frenchwoods? Speaking of the story goes on, I did play Lizzie and Baby. Amazing. But um, I did, it was better to do, not better, but I was mostly known for more inappropriate things like Sally Bowles. Oh, yes. (laughs) At 14. Yeah. Aldonza (laughs) at 14. Perfect. Um, And then, uh, uh, yeah, I played like, you know, uh, Frankie Frain and Singing in the Rain and mm, fun nice. things like that, too. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. But, um, yeah, but I like those dark musicals right yeah. away. Like, That's what I want to do. Mm. <laughs> but you're in such a fun musical. I am, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and you did it in the Heights. <laughs> and I did it in the Heights, too. And it's not that really... there's not beautiful, poignant moments in both shows. Right. right. Oh, no. And, and, you know, I'm very proud to be part of both of these. Um, but it is really, this show in particular, the crazy amount of rock concert joy pop concert yeah. joy I should yeah. say that happens um, <laughs> mm-hmm. is so it's new it's just to be in a show you know sometimes you say well that house was a little quieter than the other mm-hmm. I mean this is a party every single show people mm. just leave ecstatic yeah which is wow I mean yeah. so humbling but such a thrilling thing to be a part of yeah. yeah did you do were you with the production before Broadway did you do any of the uh, workshops I did one reading of it last July and then I was unable to do the next step of it mm-hmm. the lab and then um and then they invited me back for the Broadway, the pre-Broadway in Chicago. Cool. Um, so I did get to be part of the development, you sure. know, with Alex Dinalaris, who's such a fantastic yeah. uh, performer. Mm-hmm. Do you know him from Xana Don't, by the way? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. wait. What did we just see? What? Huh? Didn't he, we see he something? He won an Oscar. He oh. won an Oscar for Birdman. <laughs> that and what that's what he's like super Maybe? famous for. <laughs> There's something but yeah, else. He did. Well, because when I was looking at the playbill, I was like, who wrote the book for this? Oh, the guy who wrote Xana Don't. Perfect. Right. I feel like it's right. going to be else. like, that's where all the zingers come yeah, from. Yeah, that's exactly. true. It's so funny. Yeah, it like is funny. The Abuela character. Oh, it's like amazing, great. Right? She's great. great. I know. Alma Cuervo. Just yeah. so solid amazing. as a rock. Mm-hmm. Nails it every single time. What about night. your costumes? How wonderful are they to wear? <gasps> oh, 
love Emilio Sosa. I love you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They're awesome. What can yeah. I tell you? I mean, the real fun thing is, you know, I'm half Latin, half Jewish, and mm-hmm. um, but I have a Latin mom, and the sense of glamour with the Latin ladies mm. is just a thing that's very real. So even though I'm playing her mom in so many different, like, different ages and stuff, um, at one point, uh, Emilio had a had something that he had put out. It was, you know, kind of matronly for me to wear. I was like, I don't know. I don't think this looks really great. She's, he's like, I'm just trying to make you look more you know, maternal matron. Yeah. And I pulled out a picture. I whipped out a picture of my 70 year old mom who is hot. I'm so yeah, yes. <laughs> and I was like, this is what 70 looks like on a last lady. Yeah, like, and we don't even get to that age in the show. So don't worry about it. <laughs> um, yeah. That's oh, I'm so, we were so happy you had that flashback number in the oh, second Oh, isn't act. it incredible? It's such a great yeah. number. And uh, what's really funny is like, I used to sing it in my act mm-hmm. just like as cool. a, here's actually a funny story. I used to, um, in one of my, first acts, I talk about my parents and how they've always been really supportive of me, but they had different ideas of what my career would look like. And my dad, I think, was very like Catskills, Borscht Belt. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> That's what he was. Like, <laughs> Gourmet, like, yeah. like that. And, and my mom's fantasy was, and then I would totally, and I would go into Mi Tierra. Hmm. And so to literally be on Broadway singing that number, yeah. Yeah. having my mom in the audience was absolutely outrageous Ugh. and Gloria who believes in she's very big on coincidences she's like you see it was meant to be uh, it all started then that's so, amazing yeah, really cool. Anna's Gloria voice is so on point like mm. so speak, on point. she's got that little bit of rasp in it it's great perfect perfect yeah. she's a Miami girl you know it comes to her naturally and yeah. um she's just uh yeah she is pretty much perfection in this part she's wonderful yeah yeah good on her man yeah it's so cool and fun to like see someone you know it, it i feel like a lot of times as fans you hear stories where people are like oh when you saw like christian chenoweth and you know your good man charlie brown and stuff and seeing her and this was like oh my god we get to see like her first thing yes. and like yeah. that's feels really cool like yes i can't wait to see all the other stuff she's gonna do that's right yeah. that's right yeah it's really exciting what is it like working with gloria stefan you guys <laughs> <laughs> okay first of all i grew up listening to her mm, like, sure i'm the i'm the age demographic for this whole show and you're <laughs> so from miami i'm from miami so she's our queen yeah hrh gloria stefan <laughs> and she you know it's all of my high school memories you know driving around after school hanging out with my boyfriend mm. you know the songs we break broke up to made up to <laughs> they're all gloria <laughs> stefan songs so um in the beginning it was intense because she is just so real yeah. and down to earth and she's just talking to you like we're talking now but you're like but wait <laughs> <laughs> but you're like iconic worldwide legend talking to me so um that took a minute mm. but not because of her because of me um and she was so amazing that I mean early on I think it was like the second day I said to Jerry, you know, I have some questions about this character. I want to know more about her mom. I made this list of questions. Do you think maybe you can get it to Gloria's people? To, she was like, yeah. let's bring Gloria in here right now. We <laughs> sat there oh, for like so two cool. hours uh, talking so awesome. about her life and, and what it was like when, you know, she and her mom first moved here. And it was really unbelievable. I mean, I never thought it would be like that. I never thought that later that week they'd say, oh, no, Gloria wants to go in a room with you and actually sing Mi Tierra with you for a while and just like work on the rhythms and oh that's yeah. like, okay sure and I remember <laughs> putting my my phone on and taping it mm. not because like oh my god I'm with God I just thought I can't even take in anything she's saying yeah, to me right now. yeah I yeah I just can't even believe she's collaborating with me <sighs> as a fellow artist she's so cool and you guys she is such a kick-ass musician like I know you think like that goes without saying but it's mm. beyond well and it also unfortunately doesn't go without saying because I think especially women who are in the pop industry mm. are just often looked at as singers and dancers that's right and she is the real deal you we had the privilege one time in Chicago of uh in between shows, I don't know. Or I don't know. I was in my dressing room, but all of us were in our rooms, and she was whipping that band into shape Ugh, and awesome. singing along, but also telling them like what mm-hmm. to do. It was like one of the most exciting things. This private things just sort of piped Ugh. into your dressing room. Oh, so said, cool. my God, she is such a boss. Ugh. I mean, in the best of the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. Plus, she's completely loving. You know, I did my show at Fifty Four Below. She came. <gasps> oh. She's like, oh my God, we're so there. Oh, oh fantastic. Yeah. 
she's so that you know she tweets about it. i'm like i'm gonna be on again she's like okay i'm gonna tweet to my people to all come to your show great and that's how she is she's uh, wonderful unbelievable and, and emilio too they're just yeah. delicious wonderful wonderful people oh. is her mother still with us yes she is 86 years old. She lives in Miami. She doesn't travel, so mm-hmm. it's unlikely that she'll be able to come see the show. But um, uh, Gloria says she's told her everything Amazing. about it. Um, but And it's so funny because everyone was getting to kind of talk to their real life counterpart mm-hmm. and that was not happening. I was getting all of my information kind of secondhand and it was actually at my 54 below show afterwards where Gloria was like, that's it. We're calling my mom right now. I was like, now Now?" I'm like saying hello to people. I've been like dreaming about this moment. Yeah. Totally nervous, but in the middle of like a million people. And, uh, I called her and she was hilarious of course, as she is and said, um, she was like, uh, I hear you're doing pretty good out there or something like that. Oh my God. And I said, yeah, she's like, it's not easy to be the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And I said, well, I want you to know, like the audiences love you. Yeah. Like, I feel it. They're, they're with us, mm-hmm. you know? And she was like, that's probably more about you than about me. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, no, I think I said, we're a team, mm. but I, I, it was important to me to let her know mm. that she's not like, she's not the villain of the piece. Right. Like, you know, that point in the story for them, they, they had a conflict that was a big part of Gloria D'Amelio's journey. But obviously, as you see, it's, it's resolved. And, and maybe because I'm playing her, I sympathize with mm. a mother who sacrificed everything for her child to be yeah. safe professional yeah. and a solid future and why would she think that some little 17 year old guy in in white shorts <laughs> was going to deliver the future of her dreams you know those she, shorts. she couldn't see those that coming shorts <laughs> it's all about those shorts baby <laughs> but i love like i think I, I love having that element to it like uh, we saw um ever after at paper mill last yes. spring and that show had the same type of there was an amazing song that like the wicked you know quote-unquote stepmother sang where you're, you're sort of like, I understand why you're doing what you're doing. And you, maybe your behavior seems bad because you're unsupportive or you're doing something negative. But when we understand why you're doing it, it doesn't seem so bad. And right. it just becomes, it, may, it humanizes your quote unquote villains. Right, and well, like, we're all human. It's so yeah. good. fighting for what we yeah, want. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. I love Marcy Heisler and Xena Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we love that Thank show so much. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. and it's also, she's such a non-stereotype mm. of a uh, anti-stage mom. Uh, Say more about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the reasons that you said, it's about it's about what she sacrificed. It's not just like this isn't worthwhile. This isn't music isn't mm. worth. I think a lot of times it's real life. So yes. this is what actually happened. Right. Uh, usually a stage mom is either pushing because she didn't get her dream, right, or in this, it's almost the opposite, but because right. she sacrificed so much, not because yes. not, it's not out of spite. Right. No, it's not like if I can't have it, you can't right. have right. it. Right. Yeah. But if I was taught it's the wrong thing to have, then yeah. I wouldn't want it for my daughter. Right. You know, and, and that's a very old school Latin mentality, especially about mm-hmm. artists. Like, you know, it's just like a, it's not just flaky. It's kind of. Mm-hmm. you know, vulgar, mm. I think it was the perception. Yeah. And so you didn't want your daughter to, you know, to, to grow up, to be that. And certainly having, you know, she was a single mom, but like her daughters were in private school, right? You know, she, she made it happen. They were in private school. She was in university. She was getting a degree in psychology. Mm-hmm. So amazing. imagine like her, you know, it seemed like to derail that, to just perform with a local band right. yeah. at the time seemed crazy. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Cut to. <laughs> Cut to VH1 Divas Live. <laughs> <laughs> what funny. is it like being in two of the biggest like Latin musicals of of this new stage in musical theater where they're actually being played by Latin and Hispanic actors. <laughs> um, it's it's so it fills me with such pride, quite frankly, not only because they're big shows, but they're true shows. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Lin-Manuel always said about heights, he said, you know, I wanted to be in a musical where I could play a Puerto Rican and not have a knife in my hand. Mm -hmm. And there weren't any, so I wrote one. Yes. Right? So, and I don't know if you guys remember, Mm. but even as recently as the off-Broadway reviews for In the Heights, there were reviews that said, the only thing about this show is it's really hard for me to believe that no drug deals and knifings (gasps) went down. Look at that. Look it up. See, that's what happens when all of the reviewers are white men. Right? Like, that that's, is bullshit. Look it up because that is crazy. Yeah. Okay, so that even as recently as then, I'm like, it's kind of hard to believe. It's like, uh, In the Heights takes place over 48 hours. Well, yeah. And, well, like, and also, know, like, on one block in two days, it's impossible for you to fathom there that there wouldn't be criminal yeah. activity among Latin so people. so fucking racist. So, <laughs> honest, Nobody gets knifed in My Fair Lady. <laughs> Like right. Eliza Doolittle from right. the slums isn't knifing anybody. Right. But we're not talking about 1968. Like this is uh, 2007. Yeah. Like yeah. even then, like that's kind of what the reviews were saying. So is, it's come such a long way. What Lynn did was because he is such a joyful, exuberant uh-huh. spirit on stage. He opened that door. He invited people to come in to meet, love and meet these characters from mm-hmm. uh, a culture that they had not been introduced to before. Mm-hmm. So the abuela in her robe and her slippers. You notice in both Latin shows, the abuela is a key figure. Sure. Yeah. Um, she's the matriarch. The In the Latin household, it's, it's she's a very important person. She isn't a quiet person we put into a room and we don't acknowledge, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so giving audiences a peek at that and having them fall in love with some of the authentic uh, flavor of certain characters really opened the door to then be kicked wide open where you see a full family story about, you know, human family um, here and on your feet. And I think people were ready to say, yes, bring it. I want to know more about these people. This family is just like mine. Um, So that's that's the greatest part about it is, you know, when I first moved to New York, if you were, I had two headshots and one of them I wore, I'm wearing them now, but and now I'm just doing them to be cute. But, you know, I had, like, I had like my red lipstick and my hoop earrings yeah. headshot because as a, as a Latin actress that I knew those were, you know, I could, I spoke fluent Spanish. I knew that was something I could do, but that was the only way that was sort of looked at and yeah. was cast. Yeah. And I was here at like 19. So yeah. I was not getting the you to type of, like, yourself. Tough urban, you know, right. it, was, it was terrible. <laughs> I mean, there was no way I was going to be, you know, I was standing on the corner of 125 and saying name with my time back. You know, these, <laughs> these are the kind of parts or please, Mrs. May I clean the room. These yeah. are the things. So I didn't, mm. um, so I didn't book any of that kind of work, but I remember at one point, like the Law and Order auditions were all. Now we're all attorneys, yeah. right? But then it was all the criminals. That's where my head went to as soon as you were talking about this, especially in that time period. I yes. was like, "Oh, Law and Order, right?" Mm. Yeah. So those were the auditions, and I remember one in particularly, and I think it was like a maid. And I just said, "If this is my first TV thing, like I just my mother, I don't think I could." I yeah. don't think I would be proud to show this to my mom. Yeah. Not that there's any, you know, of course there's dignity in being a maid, but the, the stereotype yeah. was, you know, it was like, oh, just because I have this blood and speak another language mm-hmm. in addition to English, right. I'm the mm-hmm. less yes. educated right. <laughs> uh, person. You know, yeah. I have to portray the less than yeah. human being. So, um, so it is amazing now, you know, over 20 years later yeah. to be playing. I mean, also, yeah, I mean, this is a person who uh, Gloria Fajardo is a, is, was a very well-educated woman. She couldn't pursue her, her musical dreams. So mm-hmm. she got her PhD in education and she yeah. was incredible badass teacher. Yeah. And then get this, she became a teacher when she knew she had to leave Cuba. She like you know, ran out, grabbed some things and including her PhD. And at the airport, they said, uh, yeah, no, you're not taking that. And they ripped it up at the airport. <gasps> what the fuck? What the fuck? Why? 
Why? Like, what, you what gotcha? possible, what could you, you would TSA people possibly get out of that? You gotcha? But that was I, a cute, uh, you know, that was just like, no, all right, you want to go? Well, and I mean, Gloria Fajardo is a whole other musical. Yes. Yeah, I want to see that. I want to see that. I mean, they wrote music for this so they can write new right. music yeah. for exactly. you. Get um, on it. Yeah, we can get Emily Estefan uh, no. to write the rest of it because yes. you know she wrote the, the hospital. She has one original tune yeah. in this show. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Oh, my God. Um, she, it's, you know, this is true story. And so she came to the States with nothing. And she ended up working as a clerk in a school with all these teachers, even mm-hmm. though she was out of a school in Cuba, uh, right? Yeah. But, you know, she got it done and ultimately went to school and, and again, uh, yeah, Ugh. again, yeah. That's insane. And is I an just... incredibly educated woman. And if you, if you listen to, uh, Gloria speak, she's a very articulate yeah. person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's wonderful to be able to represent these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, these and by the way, also that flashback number is everything. We we love doing that number in Havana too because it's been a really I don't know when there was a time where Latinos were represented as in such an elegant mm. yes. um Old school, elegant, beautiful way. Well, sure. Um, on Broadway, in their own elements. Yeah. Um, so we all are extremely, uh, I think, proud of that. I don't know. That number mm. just gives us yeah. chills. Yeah. We just love it so much. I love that number. I think it I think it had so many layers to it, and especially the way you play it, obviously. Thank you. Because, you know, there's the performance aspect to it, but also her personal aspect and getting to see that. And also, I think one of the most important stories that you guys are getting to tell is stories of families that are immigrating and being separated from each other, because I think that's a huge American Refugee story. Refugee family. Right. Like, yes. people don't want <laughs> Yeah, yeah, especially right now Mm -hmm. with politics and everything. Like, being an immigrant and being a refugee, like, that's the American story. That's what we should be talking about, and that's what we should be telling because we're all immigrants. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Every single one of us. Like, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, well, thank you so much. It's, um, it's a dream. I mean, you know, the first time I did that on stage in Chicago, I came off stage. I was like, I cannot believe I get to do that. I can't believe I get <laughs> that amazing. number is really a thrill to do. Well, and like what Emily was saying, it's it's all over the place as far as your emotions. Mm. And it's just it's beautiful to see like Thank you. when you realize that you have to leave, but then you have to just go back right on stage. Yes. Yeah. And you see all of that happening. It's great. Thank it's you. Wonderful. Thank you. Mm. Hmm. Apparently there was a dog in the audience the other day. Yeah, I don't really understand this. I didn't see him until the curtain call. When <laughs> Were Josh, they like holding the dog up? Josh and Gara turned to me and was like, there's a dog right there. Is that a dog? <laughs> oh, dog. my God. <laughs> and I, I was like, what? What? And there was, I don't really... I don't know. I kind of don't crazy. even want to give them like the airtime yeah. yeah. for bringing a Unacceptable dog into the dog. theater. Right? How'd you get that dog in the theater? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know uh, what that's what all about. What kind of dog was it? Um, Cuban American, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or maybe a Chihuahua. <laughs> that's Mexican. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Racist. Okay. Who knows? They're also immigrants. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. That's so funny. <laughs> um, you did a regional production of Next to normal yeah. a few years ago oh my yeah. gosh what was that experience like we i well i shouldn't say we i love next to normal patty had I mixed feelings about it i feel like <laughs> it's a, yeah i think it's a mixed i think it's definitely a mixed emotion show to go see yeah i think it can be very powerful but probably very disturbing for mm. a lot of people who i mean interestingly i had a similar experience in that that uh, it was similar to my parade experience yeah. because um, I actually was a little terrified to do it because I have a son mm-hmm. and I just thought, what is that going to be? I don't even yeah. want to think about that. But, um, you know, once you get into the actual rehearsal and story and, you know, it's not your real husband. It's, right. you know, I'm not thinking about my real <laughs> husband. I was thinking about Chris Hoke, who was fantastic and, and, and our story. And it, 
it's so intense. I felt like, you know, you put the seatbelt on at the beginning of the mm. show and you just take the ride and it's over. And, and in the end, it's like an actor's dream. It's all over the place. It's just big, juicy stuff to play. Um, what was really intense, two parts of it were very intense. The pre-production for me, mm. like, because I really didn't know. I did a lot of mm. research mm-hmm. about uh, bipolar and schizophrenia and, you know, manic depression, as it was called. And, um it's a very, very sad yeah. thing that yeah. families have to, incredibly difficult thing that families have to live with. And um, I remember the day I was sort of having trouble breathing at one point, reading my, I don't know, 16th book on yeah. it or something. And my husband said, okay, it's time to put this down. Because I was like, I think you're having a panic attack. Yeah. <laughs> because really, it's just so, you can't believe the stories. Yeah. And uh, so what was unreal about doing the show was afterwards same thing at the stage mm. door and the people who would come and find you yeah. and say this is my life yeah and that was so humbling because I, you just think my god i do this for two hours and i go home to my mm-hmm. life this is something you live with but one beautiful thing that someone said to us at a talk back was she said this is me this is my mom i'm living with this at home she was with her dad they were very emotional but she said you know this was great for us because we got to, it was such therapy to watch another family besides our own yeah. Yeah. having to live with it. Mm-hmm. So we didn't feel so alone and yeah. we could sort of step outside of it. Um, so, you know, when you do theater that reaches people or helps people in any way, I mean, that's just, you know, the greatest thing, but, but, uh, it was, I, that was the most intense part of it. Yeah. Or people who would come to me and say, I think, my daughter's bipolar. What do I do? Oh my god! Take her to the show. The kind of things that I read. Yeah, yeah. The books that I would not steer them towards. Mm. Sure. Yeah. Me into panic attacks. You know. Yeah. So, um, uh, but I, um, I really love Tom Kitt. Mm. And, um, it was a thrill to get to work on that score and that music. And, and it was the first time I ever played a mom as a parent since Mm. I've been a mom. Yeah. Mm. So I was very acutely aware of the, the kind of vulnerability that I now walk around in the world. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting. You talk to other people who have worked on it, um, who don't have kids and they see it in a different way. Definitely. But, um, there is something about, you know, you just, I do feel like there's like a layer of skin that's just been stripped Mm. from you when you, Mm. when you have your heart walking around outside your body, you know, (laughs) in the world. So it brought a vulnerability to it that I, I thought, wow, like I would never have made these choices. Mm -hmm. I think if I hadn't been a mom. So that Mm. was cool. Mm. What was it like singing that score? My God, so fun. I mean, really, as an adult performer in the musical theater, if I've been doing this forever, it, you know, doing something like you don't know is like a hairbrush yeah. in the mirror moment. It's still, yeah. you know? oh my God. It was, it's like, it's like, get up early, go to the gym, like, so excited. Oh my God, we're going to do you don't know. Like, do I have the one today? It's going to be awesome. You know? Yeah. Um, or, um, oh God, why stay? Or, yeah. you know, um, I miss the mountains. Well, I mean, such a great, Mm. it's such a beautiful score. I mean, beautiful, beautiful score. Um, and, and I love the, you know, um, the vocal arrangements. Yeah. Um, Anne Marie Malazzo, I think, who's a mm. goddess vocal cool. arranger. I'm really big into mm-hmm. harmony and that stuff. I still yeah. speak out over that in a, yeah. in a, I don't know, show choir kind of way. Like, I just love, love, love <laughs> mm-hmm. um, great harmonies like Me that. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. So I loved it. I'd love to do it again. I would mm-hmm. see it and I will probably uh, yeah. love it. It's funny. Somebody said to me, we should do an all Latino cast of Next to Normal, but it's such a waspy... You'd have to rewrite it, mm. like in a way, like people say that. And it's like, oh, that just means you'd cast. Well, you know what? Why don't you just do next to normal and cast Latin actors? <laughs> Hamilton right. style. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Right. It doesn't have to be, um, I don't know. Well, you the know thing what I mean? that's like, weird about stuff on it, like that, that right. Right. it's like, oh, it's, it's exactly. a black cast of this and stuff. The exactly. thing that's weird is that, yeah, I think in the writing of that show, you're like, yeah, I mean, these are pretty white people. But yes. in the colorblind casting, it's really frustrating when you still have people being like, well, this will be a black cast. This will be a Latin cast. This will right. be a this an Asian cast or whatever. And you're like, what if you just cast people? Right. What if you just cast people like mix? Yeah. Well, what it does, it's a family, but like we can see colorblind casting. Like, I mean, 
mean, obviously there's a lot of people that, you know, old white people who would be like, they don't look alike or whatever. But like, you can just cast people and play the parts. I mean, yes. Yeah. White people used to play all the parts anyway, so it's time to take those back. I mean, <laughs> let's take them all back. But it's interesting, too, like colorblind cast and write for them. I mean, I think that that's one of the most game changing things about Hamilton that is mm. so thrilling. Um, you know, it's so beautiful that you hear the Cuban American story here and you're watching, you know, the trials of the Japanese in, in Allegiance. Mm-hmm. And those, it's very important for those cultural stories to be told. But then Lynn is just like, and here's another story. And everybody gets to be in it. Yeah. yeah. But also, and I wrote it for everybody's strengths. Do you know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, you think if a white person had originated Thomas Jefferson, would you be looking for David Diggs right. as a replacement? Right. Maybe no. not. But now that David Diggs has created this thing, mm-hmm. I mean, it's really yeah. amazing. And yeah. now you'll have find white guys who want to recreate what David Diggs did. Right. Yeah. So. Well, that's always, like, when, when things get, I think what. I mean, I understand people are like, racist. I don't know. And just what, like <laughs> cast tons of white people and things. But it's so frustrating when you see such white casts on Broadway because you know that when it gets licensed and it goes around the country, they're like, that's how it was on Broadway. That's people how we'll cast, cast it. And it's like, why don't you look yeah. at the people that come into your audition and look at your community and actually look at who you have. And Well, this and, is the big... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. I was just going to say... It's also, it's a, even farther than that. Actors don't mm. necessarily type yourselves. Go, mm. go to those auditions that you may not think that you'd be right for. Agents send people out on auditions that are that can do the role, yeah. but it doesn't say white person. So that doesn't mean it has to be a white person. Right, right. And you know the hot topic right now is this and and our, you know Josh Segarra says it as Emilio Estefan he says take a good look at my face this is what an American yeah, looks yeah, like absolutely. and um, Lynn has said it as well it's just like now it's just reflecting our world mm, yeah mm-hmm. so um, does yeah, that I line get a, uh, uh, an applause every gets time applause every night yeah I have amazing. never been a part of this show in front of a live audience where it has not gotten applause wow. it's astonishing that's a wonderful yeah isn't that cool yeah that's a good good yeah. line well let's move a little lighter to your 54 below show <laughs> okay. we've done two shows done and you have one more this Monday at yes. 14 <gasps> and we saw your last show is this an entirely new show uh I'm trying to think of when. When did you come? When the last show? I was like, yeah, I was a year and a half, two years. Some of that that's Mm -hmm. that's still in this, but it has been. I like two thirds of it are new. Mm, cool. New and improved. I mean, after that show, we both pretty much agreed that that was like one of the best cabarets that we had seen. Definitely. Thank especially you. in the art of cabaret. Yeah. Because yes, it's, guys. you're not, you're not just up there singing songs and telling a story between each song or setting up the songs. The whole show, it, like told its own story. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate that. It's a medium I really like. Mm. I feel like now that 54 has gotten its own like cachet, I think a lot of people feel like pressured or like, do I have to do a 54? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Like, everyone, everyone do it. Everyone. It's like, no, if you don't like that, yeah. like, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, or, um, Carolee Carmelo, who's a friend, which she's like, I'm never going to do that. I know. She's yeah. our dream for 54 Below. Oh, my God. She won't do it. God, she, somebody you know, forced her to we, do you know, it. She's like, she wants her, she wants her, you know, her role and her wig and her lines. Mm. And, and that's fantastic. I think you wouldn't want to see somebody up there who's like, I'm hating every minute. Well, sure. <laughs> right, that's true. You know, We've I seen people with be, the banter problems. Yeah, yeah. But, well, um, yeah. but I really do love it. I kind of, it's like stand up with songs and yeah, I never will yeah. have the, you know, Ugh. probably stand up comedian, <laughs> oh, no. but it just feels fun and intimate. And, um, and I get to geek out over my song choices and, mm-hmm. um, put things together that maybe people wouldn't have thought of. And, um, and working with Alex Lacamar, who is just divine. Yeah. yeah. Incredible arranger. And we just had a really good time. So yeah. And people really, it's interesting. People really like it. I did it here. And then I actually, um, took it to New Zealand. <gasps> what? 
That's cool. Cool. Isn't that cool. Um, a couple of years ago, I was invited to be part of a um, something called the Simtis, uh, which is the Christchurch Musical Theater Summer School mm-hmm. uh, in New Zealand, mm-hmm. where I came out and gave a concert, and um, and I'm actually going back out there this January oh, as well. Amazing. Well, that'll um, be nice in January. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Summer. Uh, summer there. Good planning. Yeah. And I was a little. Nervous. I mean, it was, there was, you know, some theater. I was there, obviously, at, under theater auspices. As, auspices? <laughs> auspices. Is. No. Uh, aus- I don't know. Auspices. She's the word yeah, lady. Auspices. That was yeah. amazing. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, and I was, as I got there, I was like, oh, like, I don't know. Are these things going to play? Like, what's going to... And the show went over really well there. Nice. And that really filled me with confidence as yeah. far as like it's an entertaining show like you yeah. don't have to know every show tune I do mm-hmm. you don't have to know everything but somehow it all comes together and people have a really good time yeah is the way in a box sequence yes. still in it good <gasps> yes I love, I love that. that oh my gosh yes. so so, so, so spoiler alert but come yeah. December 14th and come come see it yes yes yeah. I'm so glad. Thank you. Oh, we love it. last question yeah do you and Carolee ever talk about playing Lucille well, if we did, it would be me just sort of, you know, geeking out and saying, like, oh, you are so wonderful. And, and, you know, and she'll probably say, oh, please. I bet you were too. You know what I mean? Like, not really, I guess. Um, not really. I also, you know, respect. I mean, she did it originally on Broadway. And I, I also know what it's like to originate a role mm-hmm. on Broadway and then, like, see someone. It's like, oh, now someone's going to go do my thing yeah, on tour. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Do yeah. you get invited to see, like, productions of In the Heights? Mm-hmm. And do you ever go? We were uh, we were invited, like, when the first national tour oh. um, was doing their final run-through. Because, of course, mm-hmm. our whole creative team was involved. Yeah. And uh, But even that was incredibly surreal yeah, right? because things that we had just sort of discovered on the fly or said oh what if we just say this line here wouldn't it be hilarious if we just did this yeah. or like now in the show bible yeah. right? and you saw people treating them with such reverence and Ugh. um but that was really really joyful too and and what's really cool about that is there's a handful of those people who are in on your feet Oh, yeah. sure. Cool. So we actually had this amazing um, time at Ham for Ham recently um, singing, doing like a Heights for Ham kind mm-hmm. of moment. And um, we did a little bit of Carnival del Barrio into mm. Que Siga La Tradición from Under mm. Feet. And as I was singing the top of it, I'm looking around me to like all the Heights people who were part of it and all the other On Your Feet people, a large group of which are also Heights people. Yeah. Just yeah. not the Heights people I did it right. with. Right. So there was a real beautiful moment of family. Like, we all understand this. We're all part of this family, even though we didn't necessarily get mm-hmm. to do it together. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Definitely. When I when I worked at Stage Door in the Heights was like, that was the show that everybody wanted to sing, which is also funny because it's like mostly white kids. Right, in the Whites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but I mean, matter. every single, you know, all the girls wanted to sing Breathe. And right. like, it was it was. But you know what that doesn't matter either like i love that i feel like if there's like a white girl who's like i just need to sing vanessa i need to sing paciente fe because i feel it in my soul Mm -hmm. like why would we shut her down totally yeah right I, i think it's beautiful yeah i sang waiting for life when right. I was in high school. I mean, that's like a dream. <laughs> I wanted to be once on this island so bad. I was like, there's nothing. There's my name is even in it. Please, Andrea. So, yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I would have loved to do anything, mm. anything in that. Mm. So, especially in an, in, an edu- in an educational environment like that, I yeah. do not begrudge them. I'm thrilled. I hope they all do on your feet too. Yeah. <gasps> yes. Thank you so much for talking with us. Yeah. This is so fun. You guys are so easy to talk oh, to. Thanks. You're you so too. easy to talk to. <laughs> we all and love Carolee Carmella. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And <laughs> Beth Lovell. But we all love Beth Lovell. Yeah. Everybody loves it's Beth Lovell. It's just a serious, mm-hmm. serious worship of everything that she yeah. does. She's so, so good. Mm-hmm. So, so good. come see Andrea in On Your Feet. Yes. And come see her at 54 Below. Feinstein's 54 Monday. Below. Yes, oh, right. Feinstein's <laughs> 54 Monday, Below. On December 14th. Mm-hmm. 7 o'clock. Thank Yay. you. What a pleasure, ladies. That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Patty, the letter N, Emily, Patty, N, Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with Y and at Emily Faye Oakley and find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us and leave us a comment and we'll read it on the show. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go, go see live theater. theater.